Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast 2021. The Indian Premier League 14th edition. It's great to have you with us. From the first match all the way to the final. Chennai Super Kings, Delhi Capitals, Kolkata Knight Riders, Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Sunrisers, Hyderabad. May the best team win. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are, and play along with the Cricket Badger. Hello everybody, IPL 2021 Daily Podcast, James Butler, the Cricket Badger, reporting for duty again as we are every single day during this IPL competition and we've just seen a, another win for the CSK the Chennai Super Kings beating the Sunrisers Hyderabad by seven wickets nine balls remaining man of the match for Rutteraj Gerkwood for a very very fine innings from him his highest score in the IPL joining me to talk about all of that and plenty more besides it's Neil Varani Naman Shah and of course Claire Sanderson and Claire CSK were a team that at the start of this competition I had kind of that hangover of last year in my mind I was thinking they're going to be a little bit better but I can't see them necessarily making the playoffs they're making the likes of me look stupid aren't they yeah I don't think anybody could really make you look stupid James but um, definitely they are proving you a little five, bit wrong five is in the post five is in the post yeah good what a turnaround I mean it's nice to see them doing well after I think we sort of they were down and out so badly last year yeah um, amazing turnaround what a win for him today for me I can't see that much difference in the team but they're just playing better Sometimes when you actually analyse a team's progression through a tournament, there's kind of like fine lines, aren't there? There's like a one bad performance here. There's a, a very narrow defeat there. And you kind of add all of those up and it becomes a bad season. For another team, all of those situations, they, they come out on the right side of it and they end up in the playoffs and then the sky's the limit. And Chennai Super Kings are getting the, I mean, rub the greens, the wrong thing. They're earning that, but they're getting maybe that one or 2% more out themselves and therefore winning games. Yeah, definitely. And and I think it's similar for SRH. It's, again, it's another 
really similar team to last year, but it's just not firing the same for them. So, yeah, I think I, I do believe a little bit in the rubber, the green. For sure, you know, they're just really performing out of the skins. Well, we're going to wait um, a bit for Sunrise's Hyderabad because Neil Varani is pacing around, snarling at the moment. We're going to bring him in after we've spoken to Naman Shah, who is a CSK fan, Naman. Must be rather happy with life. Yes, very much. And uh, to be honest, I was expecting this, uh, but not the conditions uh, like this. I was a bit surprised with such uh, batting a uh, belter of a wicket because usually we tend to see slower wicket, but overall a brilliant performance, complete performance. And uh, good to see Ruturaj guy scoring he's looking a super player out there uh, pure technical and uh, so easy to watch and overall good bowling performance as well I saw what uh, Dhoni was doing to Warner he till the ball he was there uh, on the field Warner he MSD kept a backward point also a point and also deep cover he sealed his off uh, side scores uh, he also mentioned Warner in the press conference that uh, all the balls he was playing uh, straight went straight to the field so overall CSK restricted his shot Naman Naman I love MSD yeah. But can MSD actually be heralded for poor batting from David Warner? Absolutely not. That is what I was uh, coming up to right now. Uh, but overall, uh, what we see is they are short of their batting order, to be honest. They brought in uh, Manish Pandey. They do not have that confident lower order. So, uh, yes, he was a bit poor in the first six overs, to be honest, uh, because they lose based on early. This is the scenario which they have not prepared at all because... Uh, Bisto tends to give them starts uh, five up to six matches, but what if when he fails? Yeah, run rate has just dipped. They did not take the advantage of the first six overs and the, from then on, the score just did not happen. So, Warner was in two minds whether I should stay over here or maybe I should switch my gears on and just go for because he... he Staying in two minds because after that only Williamson was there. Rest of the batting order is not that good. So and this is the same scenario and issue what they have been facing first last two three years. And was amazed at the auction also why they did not pick good Indian players to said make it a good lower order. Uh, but overall at the toss also I was a bit surprised why Warner opted to bat because this was a new ground new pitch. No one knew what is going to happen out there. So I feel overall poor tactics also and. Even after CSK scoring 64 no loss in the first six overs, he gave Rashid Khan in the eighth over. He could have given him one or one at least one over in the power play just to make give trouble the both the batsmen because. After that, it was all Moin and uh, Rainas and Raidu who were not that in that great form, but overall a complete performance by CSK. Really very happy. I'm going to take some of those SRH points into the uh, chat with Neil in a second, but just a very quick word on Rutaraj Gaikord because he finished last season's IPL very nicely. We kind of finished the tournament saying CSK have got like a tick in that box now because Rutaraj Gaikord could continue on into this edition of the IPL. And he didn't have the best of starts, did he? The first sort of two or three innings, he didn't look in particularly good, Nick, but great to see him scoring those runs again he's looking like the the player that finished last year now Yes, absolutely. And kudos to both MSD and the whole franchisee and the Fleming to stick with him and give him ample of opportunities before dropping him. This is where CSK is different from other franchises. They do not just see one or two matches, give the youngster a chance and then maybe keep on replacing what SRH has done right now. They have used 21 players in just six matches. So overall, this helps the youngsters They when the franchisee and the team is backing him, are putting confidence in him and he is a good 
good player we have seen last year also so overall uh, this msds and uh, fleming they have seen what he does in the net nets also and uh, in the last match also uh, uh, msd spoke about psychology he was testing uh, ruturaj confident and he asked him are you ready for the next match and the response what gaet what gave him msd was amazed and that was the point where msd made him uh, play more matches from then on so uh, what did he say though what, when he asked him what did he say What was his response? Yes, I, he was a bit with his energy, and he's told that he's pretty much ready and a bit to go for the next match. As well, he's not going to say no, is he? Yes, but uh, to be <laughs> honest, what MSD is, uh, he is he, he's a man of his instincts, so he plays the psychological game. Not only honestly, no man, honestly, no man. I know MSD is an absolute god in India, but you basically credit everything to MSD. It's like the, <laughs> you know, a blade of grass blows in the right direction. Ah, oh, MSD's done that. He's limited on what he can do. He's very, very good, but I don't think he's he's um, responsible for everything that's good in the world is MSD. <laughs> you are seeing the products of CSK past 10 years. You are seeing Ashwin, you are seeing Jadeja, you are seeing Cher, you are seeing Shardul. So not sooner or later you are He, he didn't give birth to them all, you know. He didn't give birth to them all. Let's get on to let's get on to Neil and let's leave the MSD uh, debate to another day. But Neil Varani, you made a comment on our WhatsApp group at the end of that game and it was about your skipper David Warner and you described his innings today um which Uh, if we go back through it 57 he scored he was in there for 55 balls but he was less than the runner ball for much of the innings three fours and two sixes but the two sixes came towards the end of that knock you described it as the worst innings you had ever seen expand yeah um small caveat uh, the worst innings i've ever seen by a top order batsman you know someone you expect to to bat well there's a load of times when we've seen people go out there and play a silly shot and get out stupidly or waste a couple of balls but this was a pitch that was 185 190 par and he spent half balls going at under a runner ball only just tipping over with a couple of sixes at the end he wasted a power play and we were only one down until what about three overs left to go yeah so he not only was he refusing to score but he was also preventing the likes of Kane Williamson um Kedar Jada Vijay Shankar Rashid Khan the opportunity to come in and nail that nail nail far be it for me to defend David Warner I don't think he was refusing to score. He was trying his hardest. You could see from the frustration and you know after every um shot that he hit, even the ones out the middle were hitting the field. He was just struggling to get it sort of penetrate the infield when he hit hit it towards the boundary edge. Somebody like Jadeja flew around and and did a superb stop to keep it to two. He was just getting really frustrated, wasn't he? I I disagree with you. I don't think it was the worst innings I've ever seen. I mean Morgan and Nicholas Poran got run out for naught without facing the ball, so that did. But you don't you don't waste balls when you do that. <laughs> yeah, um, true. Did you see his interview at the end of it though? You could see his frustration there. He, he, I I described him as a bit tetchy because there was one um, comment that Nick Knight made about why did Kane Williamson come in at number four? He came came in too low and he said, "Well, what do you want me to do? Kind of kick my stumps over." He was almost like sort of snapped back at him. That was a, a very good point they were completely right for manish pande to come in at 3 considering johnny got out during the uh, during the power play if it'd been later on in the game then you could say yeah maybe bring kane in at 3 but pande at 3 at that point a little bit of stability and actually pande played absolutely fine today the fact that david warner's strike rate was below manish pande's actually says a lot 
I thought, I mean, Nick Knight on the commentary, I thought he was a little bit unfair, to be honest, because he was saying Sunrise has got the tactics all wrong here. Kane Williamson shouldn't be coming in at number four. Well, he should be no, coming no, in no, at no. number four. That's where he's listed to come in, and that's what his job is. But rather than actually kind of criticise Sunrise's for that tactic, they should have been looking more at David Warner and his inability to get the ball off the square at times. Yeah, well, you, you said that Warner kept hitting the fielders. And I agree that, you know, to a certain extent, that is bad luck. You, you can be timing the arse off it and it's just finding Jadeja, which even denies you the single. However, for 55 balls, you can't be doing that when you're yeah. only one down going into the 17th over. At, that, at, at some point during that innings, he should have been thinking that there are no fielders 10 feet higher. At that point, you have to be uh, taking risks because you've got all those wickets in hand to allow you to take the risks so that you either hit out or get out. That's what I was going to come to, actually, because the, I mean, 171 for three, 20 overs gone. There's no excuses there for kind of, in a way, unless you're scoring sort of 220 for three or something like that, there's no excuse for being at the end of your 20 overs having three wickets down because you've got 10 wickets at your disposal. You bat all the way down to Rashid Khan. You go for it, don't you? Absolutely. And it was... By continuing to take the safe option and continually playing on the ground, instead of taking the chances when he kept hitting the fielders, that he kept himself out there not scoring, but he also prevented other people. Brendan McCullum always um, spoke about the the old cliche that you hear from the commentators who've spent their lives watching ODI cricket and don't understand T20. Sonny Gavaskar, I'm talking about you. After hitting a six you do not automatically say that's enough for the over and take a single. It's about maximising the runs you can get off every single ball. After you hit a six, if the next ball is there to hit a six, you go for it. What Warner did in this innings was he completely minimised the team's opportunity to score runs because he wasn't willing to take the chances and risk his wicket when in C20, your wicket isn't worth anywhere near as much. And if you are stalling the scoring rates, then it is a case of hit out or get out, even if you're the captain. I, I mean, you, you mentioned something Givaska there and you say, yeah, kind of like if, if you're listening. I used to say that, you know, on this podcast and I never used to think people were listening, but we've had at least one player during this IPL actually contact me after a podcast because he listened to it and uh, contacted me to say how good he thought it was. So uh, some of them do listening. So if you're listening, Mr. Gavaska, that was Neil Varani of London. That address will get to him. Blackratcricket.co.uk You've probably spent lockdown dreaming about scoring runs and taking wickets. Well, let Black Rat Cricket kick you out and take you towards success. Blackratcricket.co.uk They've got a swanky new website and if you quote Badger when you check out, you can get yourself 15% off. Blackratcricket.co.uk Join the infestation. We'll see how the Sunrises bounce back from this, but it's looking pretty dire for them, Claire, at the moment, isn't it? I mean, we're used to seeing the Sunrises never fail to make the playoffs in recent years. They've been a very consistent side in this tournament, but it's just not working out for them at the moment. They've currently rock bottom of the table, played six on two points. Everybody else on four points or above. It's not looking particularly healthy for them. It it doesn't. And it's trying to figure out what that formula is. I mean, I know if Johnny Bairstow does get off to a flyer, that kind of gives them the 
you know, the start, the need and a platform to build from. And it just looks like when he's not getting, you know, when he, he doesn't get that start, that there's this very little else going on. But Dave, the, the, the whole David Warner thing, I mean, I saw his interview after the match and it sounded like, you know, he was trying, he was going for it. He was, you know, pretty adamant that he was it's, trying it's, to have a go out there. I don't and think he was just hitting the fielders. I don't think so he's, for me, he's not playing very well. Yeah. And, and what can you do about that? I, I'm sure he's going out with the intention of winning and leading his side, but it's just not coming off for him. I mean, and, I guess and, and in people, fairness to him, Claire, we've seen David Warner, three times Orange Cap winner. Yeah, he's bossed the top of that Sunrisers innings for so long. You can almost, as a Sunrisers fan, forgive him you know, three or four poor games, can't you? Because he's given that franchise so much. Well, yeah. But then, and, and, and all I was going to say is, you know, sometimes people hit a purple patch and he's just hitting a, I don't know, a pink patch or something at the moment. And what can he do about that? And and like he said in his interview, well, what do you want me to do? Kick the stumps down to get somebody else in. But he wasn't, uh, as Neil said, he's, he wasn't even hitting balls that he was going to get out to. So I mean, yeah, I mean, anybody that's ever played cricket, Claire, with whatever level it is, you, we all know that feeling of, some of us know the feeling of feeling invincible and hitting everything out the middle and finding the gaps all the time. But most of us know the feeling of, you know, just not being out of time, it not getting it through the field, just feeling bogged down and feeling like you're letting your team down. You could see that in David Warner's eyes today. Yeah, definitely. And um, and I guess, you know, with when you've, like I say, when he's opening partner, Johnny Bairstow, he doesn't get the runs up front, then he's he's he was just seemed to be stuck in a in a low gear. Maybe it was just his fear of MSD's captaincy, as Naman would say. I don't know, and I, and I don't see a way back from them really for them. And I know we've had a lot of discussion about how to get somebody like Jason Holder in the team, but today if he was in the batting team, he wouldn't have got a bat anyway. It's going to be yeah, as I say, it's going to be interesting to see how Sunrisers do bounce back because they did last year. They had the poor start to last season's campaign, if you remember. And then they went on an absolute uh, storming run through the second half of the season and made the playoffs in the end. So we'll see if they can recapture that former glories as they go through the rest of this IPL 2021. Um, last comment on today's game, Naman, and it's on CSK in general, really. I mean, as I said to Claire at the top of the uh, the podcast today, I wasn't expecting too much of CSK this time around. I know you were, um, because you're always glasses half full. But um, I, I'm still not convinced by them. <laughs> I know you're going to come back at me here, but... And they've had some terrific performances so far. But I'm going to go back to it. My saying, you don't win the IPL at the start of the competition. You win it at the end of the competition. I just wonder if they're going to run out of steam a bit. I don't think so. Uh, I know you won't. I knew you'd say that. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yes. If it was UAE, maybe. But uh, I feel... uh... This team knows the conditions in India. They know how the pitches work. They have every player out there. And I feel the energy what Raina is bringing in right now, uh, along with Bravo and everyone, I feel they are reunited. They have reunited and they are working as a team. And uh, the opening combination also, Faf and uh, Ruturaj, they are doing their bit. And also right now, you have not still seen the best of Shardul right now. Also, the rest of the bowlers, they are, uh, apart from Deepak Cheher with the new ball, even Sam Karan is not that effective. But yes, these kind of players are yet to pitch in. But uh, overall, I feel the batting is turning up for CSK more than bowling. Uh, they are winning the matches more than that. They are winning and convincingly. So that Apart from the first loss against Delhi, they have just not uh, looked back from there. They have won every match is uh, more convincingly and uh, it's a strong message and uh, they are just moving ahead uh, match by match. Yes or no answer. Naman, do CSK win the IPL 2021? Ah, you already know that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just setting you up. I'm setting you up now so I can come back at you later on in the tournament when it all goes horribly <laughs> wrong for you. <laughs> 
terrific win though for CSK today. Russell Gerkwood, as I say, the player of the match and great to see him in good form because he's a very stylish player when he's playing well like he is doing at the moment. That uh, win takes CSK back to the top of the table. As I say, they are now level on points with RCB. On 10 points after uh, both have played six games now, we've got Delhi Capitals on eight points and then there's a little bit of a gap building up at Mumbai Indians, Kolkata Knight Riders, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals are all on four points from their games played. And then we've got the Sunrisers, Hyderabad, bottom of the table, the Neil Varani's men. They're on two points and sitting pretty at the bottom. But uh, still early days in this tournament and obviously one win and that gets Sunrisers level on points with the uh, gaggle of teams above them. So it's certainly not over and done and dusted just yet. Bail us out. <laughs> On that, Neil, are you serious actually, with that? Uh, no, no. Today, actually, I was going to say that the lineup was completely right. Um, it was just Warner's innings and choosing to bat first, which sunk us. I've, I've got to be fair to Trev. He got it right today. I, I am a little confused, though, from a few of the little reactions that David Warner's given to questions over the last couple of games, because obviously you've got Tom Moody in there at the helm now. You've got Trevor Bayliss as the head coach, and you've got another Australian in David Warner as the captain of the side. After the last game, David Warner was asked about the dropping of Manish Pandey. He kind of shrugged his shoulders and said, well, you know, it kind of made out it wasn't his decision. I'm thinking that's quite strange to have a captain that's actually not party to that that conversation. And then today, um, when he was asked about Kane Williamson batting at number four, he, he kind of shrugged his shoulders again and, and as if to say, well, that wasn't me that made that stuck in there. Why, why are you asking me for? And it, it just seems a bit strange that Sunrisers seem to have a captain who isn't involved in the think tank. It's very Ed Smithy, isn't it? Yeah, it's strange. Although that is kind of the Australian way, isn't it? Um, I know for the testing, Michael Clark was removed from the selection committee. And I don't think Tim Payne is part of it anymore. The coach in Australia seems to take all the responsibility of that. So I think that might just be a, a cultural thing. Um but I, know, I mean, I know, I know a few captains, probably Owen Morgan included, who, if that was offered to them as a structure for the team they were going in to manage, they'd say, no, you can start off, I'm not doing that. I'm fairly certain that Owen Morgan, at some point in the last year, has uh, said a, a me or him ultimatum about Ed Smith trying to bring out sales back in off uh, all the little snippets that we've heard on the side. He definitely has a... Uh, a big influence there. I think Joe Root does in in the test team and certainly when someone's forced on him in the way that you felt Adil Rashid was, then they basically don't get to bowl if he doesn't trust them. So I think the captain, if you want them to, to run a team successfully, has to have a proper input into that, uh, that 11. Otherwise, you're going to end up with people who are just underutilised. Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. Download the app now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Thank you very much indeed to Who Knows Wins for their support of these IPL 2021 daily podcasts. We're running the competition now every single day. So it's match day by match day. And effectively, if you download Who Knows Wins on whatever app platform you use and you make your predictions for the game that day and then you toss up your points at the end of it and see if you've won the prize at the end of it as well. It's just a little bit of fun, basically, as we go through this IPL 2021. So Who Knows Wins, download on whatever app platform you use. Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are. There's over 25,000 players and over £1 million already won. The biggest community pot was £31,000 and there's over 12,000 leagues created. 
Download our free app and play against your friends and family with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who knows wins in a different league. Let's move on to tomorrow's game then. It's uh, Mumbai Indians taking on the Rajasthan Royals. And Claire, um, obviously you're representing the Punjab Kings on this podcast, but I know like me, you have uh, more than a soft spot for the Mumbai Indians as well. They've not had the best of starts in this tournament. Have they were so used to uh, seeing Mumbai Indians winning everything um, for the last few years that uh, and leading the table from early early doors last season. Currently in fourth place in the uh, in the table. Play the game less, obviously, than the teams above them. But it's getting to the stage now where Mumbai Indians need to put a bit of a run together because CSK, RCB, and Delhi Capitals are getting cemented into those um, top three places. And there's a bit bit of a gap growing between them and the rest of the pack. Mumbai Indians won't want to leave it to chance later on in the group because anything can happen then. No, when you even though they are in fourth place, they are in joint fourth place with yeah, with four others uh, yeah. with four other teams. So even it's not even like that fourth place is really a playoff place. It's um you know it's a scrappling to stay off the bottom. And, and, if, and if you look at it in a glasses half empty kind of uh, style, that yeah, Mumbai Indians lose tomorrow, Rajasthan Royals go above them, so they'll go down the fifth. Sunrisers yeah. are only two points behind, so a couple of games on Mumbai. Could be bottom if everything went horribly wrong, couldn't it? And you, you wouldn't expect to see Mumbai struggling. No, and it's been that um, that sort of middle order which you always expect, and middle order, lower middle order that you always expect. It doesn't matter if they lose a couple of wickets at the top because these guys are going to come in and smash it all over. And it hasn't come off this season, so maybe that's where they're really losing it big time. It seems uh, to be the pandias, didn't it? The, the Hardik and Krunal have not hit their straps really with the bat just yet, and some of the things that we've always taken for granted with Mumbai Indians aren't aren't quite working at the moment yeah and even uh, you know Ishan Kishan who's got a load yep. of runs last year it's not working for him so essentially you know and, and de Kock hasn't really had a good um, well, you, you know what's um, you know what's done for Ishan Kishan don't you because in one of the uh, columns I wrote before the IPL I suggested he might be the top scorer in the competition so as soon as I did that obviously his form's gone out the window isn't it yeah so so, and I, and I think that's that's where they're losing it is that they're just not that reliant middle order is not firing so, and again, it, you know, it's the same combinations as last season, but maybe it's just not their, their time. I don't know. It's a really difficult one to figure out. I mean, so it's, always, it's always going to be difficult to win three IPLs on the bounce, particularly during a COVID pandemic, isn't it? And obviously they've got two under their belt, but to win a third one, that's quite some task, isn't it really? It's a massive task. I mean, but then again, you know, you think it's the same sort of player combinations and what is, what is that winning? What, what is the difference? You know, when between the team last year that was just absolutely flying, and then this year where they're just not able to kind of kick on and get the runs they need, it's a difficult one to fathom. But um, it should be a really interesting game, I think, tomorrow. Rajasthan Royals are doing a little bit better than than I maybe anticipated they might. I mean, they're in seventh, but as you say, they've kind of level on points with all. Uh, three other teams at the moment so effectively joint fourth at the minute for Rajasthan Royals and Naman Rajasthan Royals haven't had the best of times have they really with Jofra Archer being injured they've sent Liam Livingston home with bubble fatigue who else have they lost they've lost uh, at least a couple of others as well Stokes. It's not, Ben Stokes has gone home injured it's not, not been the best of times for them and they'll be to be honest they'll be reasonably pleased that, that after five games they've got four points on the board and they're not out of the competition just yet to be honest the performance they have shown up till now, I don't think so. They need to be disappointed because, uh, yes, uh, likes of Sam- Samson and uh, all are looking down, but the, the Chetan Sakarya and Morris and have contributed. They have done their part, but overall, uh, without Stokes, without Archer, I mean, uh, 
DJ Ty was the other one I was looking for in my head. Even Ty, yeah, Livingston. Yeah. So uh, they have right now uh, Miller, and they have they are working with their combination, and it is going to take time, but uh, not at all bad right now. Grabbing those four points, and I also feel that tomorrow facing Mumbai Indians is what they actually want to get to those six points. But because statistically, if you'll see the overall contest between these two teams out of twenty three matches, both have won eleven games. So I don't think so. Mumbai would be right now too happy facing Rajasthan Royals because they have always faced a tough game against Rajasthan and uh, to be uh, overall if you will see the middle order of uh, Mumbai Indians they need ball coming onto the bat because in the previous season if you will see it was more about Surya Kumar and Ishan Kishan and Rohit Sharma at top four and even Dikok uh, and but in India when the IPL begins it's all about Mumbai playing in Bankade those seven matches are more crucial where they almost win six matches where they end up grabbing 12 points but right now neutral venues are uh, are costing them these matches because they do not have those anchoring players who in the middle order who will like Kane Williamson who will just take singles and doubles and take the matches till the end because this is what Rohit Sharma is doing at the top and then they are just struggling over there. So overall I feel Rajasthan will be more keen to go tomorrow out there and uh, make a match out of this. Uh, they should not be disappointed because I feel the bowlers are doing good right now. Mustafizul Morris and their bowling is looking good but just one of Butler and Samson if one of these come good tomorrow I feel it's game Rajasthan more than Mumbai that's always the thing with T20s and the one player has a, has a day out you can never discount a team can you because they've all got star quality in there so you're going to go with um, Rajasthan Royals tomorrow now man Claire you want to go with Mumbai Indians yeah yeah definitely sticking with Mumbai Indians Right, so that's one vote each for the uh, team so far. So we go across to Neil Varani um, with a deciding vote to cast. Who's going to win and why? Mumbai, because Rajasthan are two injuries away from calling me up at the moment. Blimey, <laughs> it's, it's not got that bad, surely. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much there, isn't it? You looked at the squad before uh, the IPL league. Do, do you, re- you realise, Neil, in, by making that statement, you're actually putting yourself ahead of both myself and Naman and all the listeners and Claire. Oh, maybe I'll drop uh, drop it a few more then. But uh, I, am, I am not a good cricket player. Even before the IPL started, they were pretty much Archer or bust. When Archer went, then, okay, Morris Sakaria has stepped up. Must have his, uh, it looks to be back towards his uh, his best from uh, five years ago. I, I love Sakaria. I think yeah, I love the way. I mean, we we talk talked a lot about players coming into the IPL from humble beginnings, and it's kind of rags to riches stuff. We talked about Jay as well, but Sakaria's got a, a really good story as well. And he looks like when he's on the on the pitch and he's bowling and he's got the ball in his hand, he's generally got a massive smile on his face. He's loving it. Absolutely. I think with his bowling, actually, there's something that reminds me of um, of Sam Curran. It saw that you know kind of. Medium, medium, fast left arm, but very, very accurate and very hard mm. to get away. Um, he's maybe missing a little bit of Sam's shithousery, but uh, but that'll come in time. Um, he's been really impressive. He's too busy but, enjoying it at the moment. Absolutely. The problem still remains that their batting is very, very thin outside of the overseas players and Sanju. And even more worryingly is Sanju has gone to tight where he scores a century early on and then has a lot of innings where he just throws it away after looking a million dollars. You can predict his IPLs, can't you? Because he'll, he'll get that century early on, tick. He'll go on a bit of a dodgy run, tick. Then there'll be another century at some stage where he'll just suddenly go crazy again, and then it'll, it'll all peter out. And uh, every time you start to think that he's cracked it, it, uh, 
He, he disappoints again, doesn't he? He's, he's just one of those kind of players, unfortunately. So you're going to go with Mumbai Indians. So that's the vote for Mumbai Indians for uh, tomorrow's game. And the second game tomorrow, Delhi Capitals against the Kolkata Knight Riders. Delhi Capitals currently up there in third. KKR in fifth at the moment in one of the, the gaggle of teams on four points. Claire, who wins tomorrow and why? I think um, I'd go with Delhi Capitals. Just, I mean, I know they lost out the other day on the on a tight finish, but they're looking in good shape. Yeah, just a really brief answer, Delhi. One for DC then, no man. Yes, I'll go with DC. I feel overall that they are very strong on papers also. And uh, Shaw, likes of Dhawan, they are in brilliant form also. Smith, uh, so overall I feel uh, they'll do uh, better than KKR tomorrow. 2-0 to DC then, Neil Varani. Yeah, DC again. I think KKR have got problems in their batting lineup, And Rishabh's had a day to find the middle of his bat. So we won't see him blocking it out as much as we did the other day. DC then to win the second game of the day tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow is Thursday. Isn't it? Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Together, we save balls. Very quickly, as uh, the last point on today's podcast, we've done the discussion on the podcast about who we think at this stage is going to win IPL 2021. Today, we're going to ask who gets the wooden spoon? Who is the worst team you have seen in this competition so far? I'm going to start with you, Neil. Are you going to go with your boys? I'm not, because actually I thought the team that they put out today was the least confused that I've seen in a while. I thought the lineup was about as good as we could hope for given that Boovy and Nasaraj are currently injured. I, I don't want to open up all the wounds again, but they've almost got to stick with that side now and just kind of get them into a groove, haven't they? Because if you flip-flop around, nobody knows what's going on. Absolutely. No, that, the side was good. What sunk us today is batting first on a pitch like that, which would demand that you get 220 if you're going to have a hope of defending it. And then Davey Warner having that innings. Like he's... Probably the greatest opener in the history of the IPL, possibly since T20 has started on a on a par with Chris Gale. But today he just had one of those days where he couldn't hit it off the square and then he valued his wicket too much to get out and let someone else have a go. I don't think he even did that. I just think I don't think he could get out. <laughs> it was one of those where he just uh, he probably wanted to get out, just couldn't get out. Um, it didn't work for him. So who oh, did sorry, you go for? I, I'm going to go for Rajasthan. I just think that the injuries and the returns home for various um, very legitimate reasons have left them a very weakened side. I've, I've heard that Robin Utapa, um, they've made a request to loan him back from Chennai, which is a bit weird and may help a bit. But as a whole, um, the difficulties with bringing new players into the country and into the bubble um, and the players that they have lost now. And whether any players would want to come into the country at the moment? 
that's the that's the biggest thing. I think if you if you contact most of the overseas players at the moment, they'd probably be thinking about it for a few days before they accepted it, wouldn't they? With the COVID cases in India. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I think they the IPL bubble is almost in a separate country to. Um, but, you, but you've got to get the into outside. it, though, haven't you? You've got to travel and get yeah. into it first. That's the trouble. Yeah, unless you get a charter plane all the way and then get picked up in a limo from the uh, from the tarmac. Isn't that how everybody travels? Yeah, I, I saw a bizarre picture of um, Kane and Davey uh, when we were travelling oh, no, to as, Delhi like with blue, hazmat suits. Blue snowmen, weren't they, or something? It was, yeah, very strange. It's a hot country as well. You want, you'd want the air conditioning on with those songs. <laughs> um, now, man, let's ask you the same question. I mean, CSK can still mathematically finish bottom, so we're going to go with CSK? <laughs> No, I'll go with, uh, I, I am a bit divided over here between uh, Hyderabad and uh, KKR. SRH just because uh, not promoting uh, Beisto and not sending him in the Super over last match, they just completely gave away that match by those decisions. So only the decision making right now, I am just big disappointed. Yes, they have no, do not have uh, Natarajan, they do not have Bhuvi, but they are just letting the match go away right from the first uh, ball without fighting it. And uh, in Super over also, I uh, who like uh, even a black Blind man would have sent Bestow. That was a no-brainer. And you read that comment from Sehwag that unless and until Bestow was sitting in toilet, uh, he did not came out to bed. I mean... Uh, well, to be honest, if he, if he was sitting in the toilet, then you'd wait for him, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes, 100%. So, overall, I would say SRH is... Uh, Giving away uh, the matches, they could have grabbed those easy two points. And also, KKR, uh, I feel that they should now move on from uh, Narayan. When uh, maybe even Russell, they are too much dependent out there. They are the best playing 11 right now. No changes from the last year, but I do not think so. Still, they are performing what uh, they can. Uh, so, I am a bit disappointed with uh, KKR also. Are you going to go with Sunrises to finish bottom? Uh, no, KKR. KKR, okay, right, okay. So you not only left them as the fan badge for KKR last time, but now you're condemning them to finish bottom. Yeah, oh, your KKR fans are going to love you, Naman Shah. Claire, let's finish off with you then. You've seen that what's happened so far. You've heard the other guys and their reflections on who they think are the worst teams in IPL 2021. Who do you think is? Well, I have to say I've received that with quite a lot of relief because uh, I might have uh, expected... Uh, a certain other team to have appeared maybe lingering somewhere down the bottom of the table so I'm uh, pleasantly surprised that nobody said Punjab, Punjab Kings I've not I've not had my say yet no no so far nobody said Punjab <laughs> Kings then. Um, and and I think it's a really difficult one to call I mean I think Rajasthan as the guys have said have been really struggling with players and there is that opportunity where Samson or Butler are just going to come out and you know smash a big one I think just simply based on how flat they seem to be today and the approach that seemed to come across and, you know, David Warner's kind of out of shape outlook, I think I'd say SRH. SRH then for Claire. So we've yeah. had a vote for KKR, we've had one for Rajasthan Royals, we've had one for Sunrise's Hyderabad. So three of the four teams currently in the uh, bottom end of the table, as it stands at the moment. I'm not going to go with Punjab Kings, Claire. I am not going to go with them. I actually think Rajasthan Royals, I, I agree that I just think they've just missing something. I think the Rajasthan Royals will gradually sink to the bottom of the table and they're currently in seventh, so I haven't got too far to go, bless them. The end of today's podcast. Thanks to Claire, to Naman and to Neil for joining me on today's podcast. We've not mentioned the C word, COVID-19 in India, still hitting the headlines over here, certainly in the UK as well. Just because we've not mentioned it doesn't mean we're not thinking about you over there in India. So you stay safe and well and uh, get through the uh, current pandemic or the uh, spike in the pandemic. Look after your families, etc. 
And of course, we'll be back tomorrow. More IPL action to talk about tomorrow. And we'll be back to talk about it with you. I've been James of Cricket Budget, and I'll see you then. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are, and play along with the Cricket Badger. Thanks for listening. We'll be back every day throughout IPL 14. Have your say on Twitter on at cricket underscore badger. We'll see you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.